As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, now, now. And what's up, Obscurians, and welcome to another episode of Obscurity Now, the show that takes a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media, and then we decide if they should be remembered for all of human history or tossed into the black void of obscurity, never to be heard from again. My name is Steve, and with me, he was the one version of Ken who was rejected from the movie. It's... It's yeah, hell. Yeah, I just... Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't go fully hairless, uh, you know. <laughs> My beard, my beard. Oh, no, wait, that's... Has there ever been a Puerto Rican or Latino kin? Uh, anybody know? Oh, I'm Anyone? sure. I'm, <laughs> I, I bet. I mean, there's all kinds of, you know, Barbie dolls. I, I'm sure there is. <laughs> all right, well... Hey, we have uh, Creative uh, KV is already in the chat here. Oh, shoot, it's the guy. Some guy kid at me, and I showed up here. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, uh, welcome, dude. And, uh, oh, shoot, it's, it's the guys. That's right, the boys... The boys from the obscure void. I think that's what I'm going to start referring to as. as uh, what? I'd, I'd rather you not. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Wow, that's. But yeah, Steve, mm. uh, it's funny that you referred to a Barbie here. Clearly, uh, you uh, do have Ken-like hair. I would say. Oh, uh, um, I will take that as a compliment. Um, yeah, it's. Uh... Well, that's one way to take it. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> I've already taken it as a compliment. Uh, yeah, I mean, sorry, Fine. I'm not in. Uh, it's too hot for long. I don't know how you make it through florida summers with your long hair because when well the heat hits here well, in Steve, la it's a, state, it's a state of mind oh i see yeah and i'm from puerto rico <laughs> that helps <laughs> what's hot in puerto rico but you and i lived in florida for most of our lives yeah well and, and right now this is honestly like by far the hottest uh summer uh as i'm sure you've seen uh in the news it's Real hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're uh, we're dying so yeah, over. Summer I've ever we're di- dying over here as well. I mean, at least you have centralized air, whereas um, I had to turn off my fans so we could do this podcast. So there's a possibility I might pass out from a heat stroke, uh, ladies and gentlemen. If that happens at uh, any time. Yell's just gonna have to do the the show by himself. So, I mean, yeah. are you prepared to do that? Are you prepared? I have a hair washing and brushing tutorial. Uh, ready to go just in case such a thing happens. <laughs> and also you've got um, like graphs and uh, outlines of you know, your vasectomy, of course, because you want everyone to oh, be... Oh, of uh... course, of course. <laughs> I actually have uh, my vast deference. I will uh, show it to everyone. <laughs> All right, so should we uh, dive in to uh, our topic? Obviously, you, you've already alluded to it. We are going to be covering a, a story from... A Barbie comic book. Uh, we are talking about Barbie, not just the comic, a little bit about Barbie. Why did you want to cover this, you hell? Why Why did you? I mean, this is like low stuff here, lower than The Little Mermaid, which you also wanted to cover. Well, <laughs> when I said I wanted to cover Barbie, I, I meant something else. Uh, it was more of a physical coverage kind of thing. Anyway, <laughs> I... I didn't even realize we were talking about the podcast at the time. It's the same mistake with the Little Mermaid that I made, you know, just. uh... (laughs) Then the Internet found out that you wouldn't want to date Ariel because of the smell. 
What what do you think about that? Right. I did say that. <laughs> well, uh I think you know, I think it's one of those things where you're like, Oh, of course that's so obvious, but you don't think you never thought about it till you heard it from someone else. <laughs> so I think a lot of people had an epiphany, you know. Um, oh man. Her her legs <laughs> <laughs> it smells like fish. Uh, who knows what else? Mike. You mean her tail, her oh, fish fish. tail smells like fish? Is that what you mean? Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, we're going to go ahead and uh, jump into the Obscuratron, and we're going to talk yes, please. a little bit more about uh barbie i i fear this is i fear this has already gone off the rails welcome to your feature presentation i'm having a weird weird day the name's adam where i'm from i'm known as the zero thief Depending on who you ask, some might say I'm the best thief. But believe it or not, even the best screws up every once in a while. And that's what I did, and I had to make a fast getaway. I ended up crash landing on this bizarre planet. Turns out, I didn't get away fast enough. These winged freaks followed me here. It's just us here, Zero Thief, on this empty backwards planet. So start talking, either to me or my blade. Okay, okay, I do have something to tell you. It's about the planet. It's not that empty. Come on, man, I thought you were gonna die. Come on, Lewis. Cut me loose, behind you. Whoa! Thought I was done for. It was gonna be a light snack for a snarling creature, but then she showed up, riding on the back of one of those monsters like it was nothing. And with a wave of her hand, the other razor-toothed beast just stomped away. I'd never seen anyone like her before in my life. I thought I'd say something clever. Thanks, uh, have you seen my ship? She gave me a look that said more than words ever could, because I think she was trying to read my mind or something. And from there, things just got even weirder. Issue 2, crowdfunding now. What? What's up? I, I, I couldn't help but notice uh, you, you said that you were fearful, uh, that you feared that this had already gone off the rails. Mm, uh, indeed. I, I'm scared. I'm, I'm afraid for my well, life, Steve, actually. Well, Steve, I would not be a good friend if I let you live with fear. So I, I think I've got a little something to help you live with no fear. I sure hope it's a T-shirt or some other kind of like uh, <laughs> item that I could wear. <laughs> Funny, Steve, it is 100% spun cotton you can wear in a T-shirt form. What? It's the No Fear shirt. <gasps> oh, my. I can't believe it's back yet again. All right. Uh, let's see here. Use your powers of the mind to guide my hand to... <laughs> Ah, oh, wow. There it is. All right. So there it is. Without any right. further ado, here it is. The No Fear Shirt of the Week. <clears throat> I've never lost. <laughs> I've just been a little behind when time ran out. No, no fear. fear sports. <laughs> Why is it No Fear Sports? Yeah, what's, <laughs> like, what is so it? were they diversifying at this point? You've got uh, your sports well, section and then maybe... You know, something geared more toward the no, uh, not no fear, the hot topic crowd, possibly. What, what, what's well, going on here? 
one thing I've one thing I've noticed, you know, I'm sure you have to a lot of these no fear shirts. It's basically like catering to insecure dudes for the most part, right? <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, and delusional, mm-hmm. right? Like like the one from last week was like, oh, if you don't show me your sack, I'll <laughs> eat it for lunch or something. <laughs> like if you don't show me your guts, <laughs> like I mean, that's basically what it said, right? right. Something to that effect. And I, I guess they realized, you know what? There's a bunch of insecure second placers that we could be selling shirts to. Oh. And that's basically like this shirt is just like peak delusion. I never lost. I was just a little behind when time ran out. You know, when the winner and loser is decided. <laughs> All right. So that, ladies and gentlemen, is the No Fear uh, shirt of the week. I'm feeling uh, fearless enough right now. How about you? Yeah, fearless enough to tackle Barbie's uh, fashion. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, wow, nice, uh, nice segue. The, the, the fashion must go on, or something like that. Um, it's not the fashion must go on. It the is the fascism must go on. That's right. It's a Barbie fasc- story about <laughs> fascism. Uh, fascism. Well, II. funny you bring that up. Uh, apparently, <laughs> uh, apparently the movie is uh, you know kind of a turns into like a feminist rant at least that's what i've heard haven't seen it um but, i mean uh, good i mean it's barbie barbie's I'm, not allowed to be <laughs> going to some feminist rant. i think that's fine well i'm glad you brought that up because uh all right this was gonna so obviously you and i don't really have a history like we do uh with most of the stuff we cover with barbie so i was gonna ask you like do you think barbie is bad for little girls um I don't know. I, I mean, I've definitely seen dolls where it's, and, and, you know, a lot of it is Barbie's been around for so long since mm-hmm. what, like the 40s or something mm-hmm. that, well, of course, you know, there's going to be dolls that may have been problematic in the, you know, 50s or 60s or whatever that would never come out now or maybe like implied that women could only, you know, be stay at home or whatever. So I, I, I don't know if it's fair to like say it's good or bad. I'll, I'll say I've seen some dolls that i'm like really and i've seen some other barbie dolls i'm like oh cool she's a scientist like that (laughs) seems like a great you know thing so it's all over the place i suppose well i think the the problem that a lot of people have or uh is that not that uh it says that i mean maybe back in the day they said that you know barbie was only supposed to stay at home and cook and clean but uh clearly since then she's had (laughs) every occupation under the sun uh but they're saying that you need to look a certain way. I don't know. There's also, yeah, I mean, I, I know we've all, I'm sure we've all seen like the things where like, oh, if you put Barbie's dimensions into like real life, it's like this impossibly strange looking, you know, uh, thing for like anyone to try and attain. I mean, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm really sweating you under the lights I mean, here. I mean, there's all kinds of Barbie dolls. I, I, I would, I feel like this just depends on what kind of Barbie dolls you're buying for your child. Right. I, I mean, feel like. and, you know, there's actually been dolls that I would say that have been created to be kind of like the anti Barbie dolls, like those, like, I think they're like Monster High. I mean, you've got to know those. Yeah. You're a big, yeah. you're a big goth girl fan. I don't, I'm more of a Bratz man. <laughs> oh, uh. no. See, I think, I think Bratz are even worse than Barbie because they look yeah, like I they agree. have a uh, plastic surgery and everything. They've yeah, got they the look fake. pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right, we, <laughs> we can table this conversation, which is obviously making you very uncomfortable. <laughs> but, uh, anyway. yeah, I mean, I, I would, to, to sum up, I'd say it, it's just a toy. And if you don't like Barbie, just, it's a buyer. Like, you know, 
Yeah. yeah. I, I would say the maybe the advertising, some some of the advertising with Barbie is, has been more problematic to me than the toys themselves. Because, you know, the toy is ultimately going to do whatever the child, whatever scenario the child wants to, you know, put the toy in, right? Mm-hmm. But it's the advertising that probably influences what that child's going to do with the toy more than anything. So if anything, I would say advertising is probably the the more problematic part of the whole, not just Barbie, but toy industry as a whole. I would say you should buy your Barbie, buy, buy a Barbie if you're interested, and use your imagination to put her in all kinds of like uh, crazy, like who's to say that Barbie can't show up and, uh, you know, do a mission with like G.I. Joe or, or even hang out with the X-Men. Who knows? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a Star Trek X-Men crossover. Oh, I, I heard about that. It's a uh, comic book. Yeah, we should cover that one. Is that, um, was that from the 90s? It's got to be. Or early 2000s, so. maybe. So. Was it a I think it's... joint Marvel Malibu kind of deal? Or who who had Star Trek probably. at the time? I, yeah. I, uh, I think at that time it probably was Malibu because I think they were doing like the DS9 comics. Um, so, but yeah, uh, well, I'm sure we'll... I'll, I'll bring that up at some point. Somehow I won't forget. <laughs> All right. So uh, enough of, uh, you know, um, hot button topics here that we know very little about. And on to something we know more about. And that is uh, 90s licensed uh, Marvel Comics tie-ins. Uh, so this is uh, Barbie number one here. Actually, before we go into the comic, let's talk just a little bit more about Barbie. Since we're never going to talk about Barbie again. And uh, that is, uh, I mean, I never knew these uh, sort of Barbie fun facts. And here they are. Uh, Barbie, the doll, was actually created March 9th, 1959, 64 years ago. And she was created by the co-founder of Mattel, Ruth Handler. And uh, her husband, Elliot, was, I guess, the other founder. And uh, did you know Barbie had a full name this whole time? Yeah, I did. I also knew that Ruth had created Barbie. Um, I watched uh, like an episode of uh, on Barbie on uh, the, toys the toys that, that made, made us. us. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't actually get to see that one, but uh, yeah, I, it's good. In, it's actually very good. I'm sure it is. Uh, that that show was very good. Um, her full name is Barbara Millicent Roberts. I like to imagine. She's like a uh, cousin or sister of Eric Roberts, one of my favorite actors of all time. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, I know that you love Julia Roberts. No, Eric Roberts, not Julia Roberts. Eric Roberts. Yeah, that's her brother, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. So you, th- you think they're all okay, related? That, that's all Is I that s- what you're saying? I said like her sibling, isn't that? I uh, thought like that was her brother. Uh, I mean, I was saying Barbara or Barbara, Barbie and Eric Roberts are related somehow. I don't really care about Julia Roberts is what I'm saying. Oh, no, no. I, I just brought up that he's <laughs> Julia Roberts. What is going on, Steve? What is, what's this thing with you and Eric Roberts? Me and Eric what's Roberts just did a lot of cocaine together is all. Well, <laughs> I mean, you also seem very defensive about Julia. I don't know, Steve. He's very aggressive, very defensive. <laughs> I'm a... Uh, someone has to bring the testosterone to this episode because, uh, I mean, it's just... It's in the lowest it's ever been uh, compared to past episodes. <laughs> Steve's ready to go from zero to toxic masculinity in an instant. <laughs> just so hold on. Let let me get pink. let me get my Punisher shirt. I'll be right back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. right. Anyways, I think you have some more Barbie facts. Uh, no, really, that's it. <laughs> oh, that's it. Oh, great. Yeah, we're we're uh, gonna jump. You... We're gonna jump into the comic now, uh, which is the most <laughs> important thing, more important than the uh, the doll itself. 
So this is Barbie, Volume 1, Number 1. The cover date is January of 1991, and it ran, uh, the entire run of Barbie, Volume 1, ran from January 1991 all the way to 1996. 63 issues. Can you imagine they got 63 issues of this after you read it? Um, I, I can't imagine because like this one has like, I know we're only going to talk about like the first story, Mm -hmm. but there's what, like four Mm -hmm. stories, I think, or three stories. So you're telling me if they kept this format, we're talking about nearly 200 different Barbie stories. And the the saddest Uh, thing is that the one story we're going to cover is like the only one that had an actual conflict. Like the others are just like, I don't know, Barbie's dog runs away and they have to go like find her or something like, yeah. As soon as as you told me, hey, we're only going to cover the first one. I didn't read the other ones i did look through the whole book just to look at the ads mm-hmm. and that uh if some you... interesting choices for the ads <laughs> and uh we are uh, many people who uh, watch us are uh, avid uh, video game collectors especially a uh, retro gaming enthusiast if you're not interested in barbie you should stick around for the ads because they're pretty awesome and they make no sense because we can assume that uh this comic is you know geared towards young girls young barbie fans like why is there an ad for the wrath of the black manta in barbie number one right right <laughs> yeah or like books about dudes in college playing college football uh steve your stream is really stuttering uh not just on the um but it's green the on oh, wait. this side oh actually you know what's weird what it's fine on youtube it's stuttering and Skype. So just keep going. It's actually fine on YouTube. Oh boy. It's just Skype that's stuttering. No, no, no. It's Bar- totally Barbie's just, cursing uh... us. <laughs> uh, that, this is what I get yeah, for right. bad mouth. Skype. This is what I get for bad mouthing Julia Roberts. But anyway, <laughs> all right. Exactly. Here we... Exactly. The, the, I, I do want to point out though, because Creative KV had written in the chat. Uh, Referring to Barbie, that the lore is probably super in depth and intense. Probably crossover with the Avengers and X Men. It wouldn't surprise me if there's some Barbie crossovers. Uh, Barbie, I suspect, has a lot of lore, but I also sh- I'm sure that they don't like keep canon at all. <laughs> they just keep uh, relaunching her. I mean, I I don't know. After reading these comics, uh, I can't imagine there's that much lore. But uh, anyway, uh, moving on. This is published by uh, Marvel Comics who was like the place to go for licensed tie-in comics uh, back in the 90s, uh, obviously before they got bought out by uh, Disney in the uh, 2000s. But uh, yeah, this has a, a whopping cover price of uh, $1. And I just want to make sure, hell and to the Obscuriverse, that uh, they're not confused with the other Barbie book that was going on at the time, which is known as Barbie Fashion, which also premiered pretty much around the same date of 1991. And uh, I, keep, I keep thinking you're going to say fascism every yeah. time you say fascism. Barbie fascist. So I'm just imagining this book called Barbie Fascism. Yeah. <laughs> that would Anyways. make for a fun what if. Let's just say that. Yes, yes. Um, but uh, yeah, I actually took a look at the first issue of that, and um, it was somehow less make funnable than this one. So we went with mm. regular uh, Barbie uh, volume or number one, which I would say is the flagship of the two Barbie mm. <laughs> Barbie titles. Okay. Why All did right. they need two? Why did they need two? Uh, I don't know. Well, Steve, to the, you know the, them kids, those Barbie kids. Uh, I guess they got they get some cash on them, you know. Uh, I mean, I'm sure Mattel does, that's for sure. Um, yeah. But uh, So just to briefly go over some of the creators of this book, um, uh, for, 
like look at this we've got the the writer here it's uh lisa Truciani. that's right a uh, woman working in comets it, it just didn't start you know 20 years ago it's happening right here in the 90s uh and uh, she worked on aside from barbie and the aforementioned barbie fashion uh, <laughs> she worked on morbius the living vampire and that's pretty much it <laughs> wow i mean yeah. i mean that's some range though yeah, yeah, she went from the two Barbie books, and they're like, we really like your style there, Lisa. How about you take a crack at Morbius, the living vampire, which has also become <laughs> a, a joke in its own right, uh, thanks to those uh, it's Morbin time memes. I, I suspect that Lisa's run on Morbius was better than the film. I suspect you're probably right. And uh, and then we have the penciler slash the artist here, Mary Wilshire. Oh, look at that. Another woman. There you go. And she worked on uh, the Little Mermaid licensed Marvel uh, tie-in, Droids, uh, the Star Wars book at the time. And get ready, Conan the Barbarian and Red Sonja. <laughs> wow. Hey, again, great range, man. Yeah, Good for, for, them. for sure. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Inker here is uh, John Lucas, and uh, you can look him up if you want. And this was a big surprise to me. Did you see who the editor on this book was? Fabian Nicesia. Yeah, I was a little surprised too. Co-creator of Deadpool and writer of everyone's favorite NFL uh, superhero, Super Pro. (laughs) And uh, yeah, my uh, jaw kind of dropped. I was like, wow, you were involved with this Fabian and uh, Super Pro? I mean, that right. guy really wanted a paycheck back in the 90s. Yeah. But uh, I, hey. So create, in the chat, Creative KV had written that uh, I can respect them trying and hiring a variety of people. And I agree, too. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm sure Lisa and Mary, like, as women, were better suited to come up with, you know, not an artistic, you know, an aesthetic that would be, you know, more, I don't know, suitable to market to little girls at the time. And, you know, Lisa's going to know more having been a little girl herself. Sure. What uh, they, they'd be into. So, yeah, yeah, smart choices. Uh, um, agreed, 100%. Uh, so, uh, did, all right, we'll jump into the cover here, which, uh, according to the uh, Marvel Comic Books uh, wiki, because it doesn't say his name anywhere in the comic itself. Uh, this I'm is glad a, this has a wiki. <laughs> this is a John Romita cover. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the wow. uh, Spider Man. Um, artists i mean he's worked on everything but uh, any uh, yeah. any comments about said cover here it's uh, i mean i saw that it said ramita but uh, on the side but i was like no yeah. not him there you go i mean he yeah i mean the style works for what they're going for i just like that barbie is holding a doll of herself uh, that way right in case you know you're put off by the uh, the art here for whatever reason like if you're like an eight-year-old girl you're like oh it's a Barbie doll comic because the doll is right there. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, and then it tells you what you can expect from the inside. It says, uh, Barbie, fashion, fun, and exciting ex- escapades. Escapades. It's fascism, fun, and ex- exciting escapades. Yeah. Modeling mix-up, poodle pandemonium. And and basically, if you're this is set up basically like an Archie comic where, as you hell said, it's a couple mm-hmm. of stories put in. And there's also kind of like uh some almost like activities for like little gr- girls or yeah. i mean little whoever is reading let's you know little boys could read yeah. it we're not here to judge uh so um, uh, i yeah this is sort of i i i totally agree it's set up a lot like an archie comic book i feel like that's kind of what they were trying to go for too with the art style mm-hmm. um 
unfortunately for me, it doesn't because I loved Archie comic books sure, growing up. Me too. Um, to me, it doesn't have it, it doesn't have the charm or really the at least in this story, the story the more complex and nuanced storytelling <laughs> that Archie Andrews Double Digest would bring to you. It's also <laughs> a, a little light in the comedy department. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, oh can, well, I mean, there's attempts. Oh man, this is uh, spoiler alert. These are just like the cringiest like dad jokes and puns you could possibly imagine. Uh, I would say uh, throwback to our uh, ALF uh, comic book episode uh, Mm -hmm. if you want uh, (laughs) to dive into other licensed comics uh, and their uh, comedic styles. Uh, So, uh, all right. Shall we get into it? I mean. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I have to say, though, this ad right here, (laughs) I was... Uh, happy to see it. And it is a, a Mario ad for Bubble Bath, basically, or I guess a Bubble Bath ad that has um, Mario mm-hmm. characters on the bottle. And uh, it's, uh, I don't know, is this uh, ad a little, uh, by, by Revlon, actually. And uh, it's a little creepy. We got uh, Mario and uh, the princess, I mean, obviously in their cartoon form, floating around in bubbles. And Mario was going, hey, it's our new shampoos are full of good, clean bubbles for you. And there's a naked child pointing at him with uh, bubbles in his hair. But, you know, don't worry. The, uh, the panel is covering the child. So uh, don't worry. It's okay. It's okay to look at it, everyone. <laughs> and uh, as we go through the comic, uh, Mario uh, continues. He goes, our bubble baths are a real splash, too. And the princess is there with, I guess, uh, the, the kid's brother. Or I don't know. They're not. I don't think it's ever sister. said that. I th- I think, I think, I think she's there with, like, his sister. That's she what I meant like, to say. That was a. Because a, they have, like, they drew, like, long eyelashes. Right. Yeah, that's clearly. That was just a slip of. That's uh, my. Yeah, yeah. whatever. So, and then prince, Princess. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> you bastard. If if we were popular enough, we'd so be canceled from that. Well, uh, you'd be. I, I'd just get a new host. Wow. A less problematic host, obviously. Yeah, well, I do like the Punisher. So, what does that say about me? Uh, so, well, prin- yeah, but, but you actually read the Punisher. That's why you don't have a Punisher sticker. On exactly. Your car. <laughs> So Princess goes, anyway. we smell so fruity and fresh. And like the little girl is like, tee And then at the end she goes, we'll turn your hair into beautiful bubble. Uh, make it clean and shiny too. And then that's basically it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, in I the guess- chat, uh, Creative KV was saying that this, there's a meme. I guess like a real popular, well-known meme made mm-hmm. from this ad. I've never seen it. He was asking if yeah. we had seen it. Have you seen it? No, this is my first time seeing this ad. Yeah, uh, I think I might have seen this ad before, maybe a similar one, but yeah. It's it's not uh, inspiring me to purchase it, but uh, I'm sure lots of kids saw this and begged their parents for some Super Mario Brothers shampoo. Oh, I, I would have, but I wouldn't be buying uh, Barbie comics back in the 90s. Uh, so again, this is a, a little confusing. That was more like a 2000s thing for you? You're right, 2010. <laughs> and, and now I'm back. Thanks to the movie, I'm back in. I'm back in, baby. All right, so <laughs> moving on. Basically, uh, the next page is a table of contents. Uh, so we don't really need to look at that. And so now we are in our uh, f- first story. And as Yahel said, basically the first and only one that we are going to be covering in depth. And it's Barbie in the fashion show must go on and uh, Barbie and her friends. Let's see. She says all their names here. Let me make sure I don't get them wrong. Midge, Christy and Teresa. And then Skipper is in the background. They're standing on a runway 
and uh they're i guess they're wearing their fashionable clothes or not that fashionable yeah uh, this they, is i guess what they're going to be modeling in they seem pretty upset about it and marge or marge jesus barbie is all midge christy Teresa, what's wrong we've got to get ready for the big fashion show and uh the redhead i'm not sure who is who but uh they all have their own little comments to say about their outfits that they're wearing um and the first one says this dress is so big, I could get lost in it. And the other girl is, these stripes are criminal. Do you get it? Because criminals wear stripes. You get it? Yeah, I get it. Okay, just I making sure. Oh, this is a... <laughs> and the last girl is all, a leopard would change these spots. Eh? Canned laughter? <laughs> <laughs> all right, cringy noises. I'll, I'll go with that. And then uh, Barbie is all, come on, gang. The garden club is counting on us. We need the money to stop the Cement Corporation from turning our park into a parking lot. And it's C period meant. <laughs> That's so, just to be clear. It's so lazy. <laughs> I love it. And uh, and how often did you hang out at the Garden Club? You ever been a member of a Garden Club of any kind? No. Have you? <laughs> no. I don't even know what a Garden Club is. I don't know what it is either. Yeah. So... <laughs> Now we see. And I almost looked it up, but I was like, I don't need this in my search history. <laughs> yeah, you've got more important things to do in your life. Yeah. Uh, so now we get to see one of the uh, antagonists, the villain, if you will, this very uh, hilariously drawn um, gardener who was actually named Gardner. They are so lazy on this; it's hilarious. And mm -hmm. he, he says, "Clarence C. Mint is counting on me to stop them." How would you describe the look of a gardener here? He looks like a like a rejected Scooby Doo villain doing oh. the tiki-ing, like uh, you know, behind the gang's back or something. Well said. He's got a backwards hat, uh, which is you know usually reserved for your you know '90s tood. <laughs> the bad boy. The bad boy. Yeah, yeah. So this is one bad gardener. You don't want to mess with him. He's up to mischief, is what he. And he the funny mm. thing, he's holding a uh, pink. I don't know what that thing is called. The thing you uh, put put the water in to water flowers. So. Mm -hmm. He's simultaneously trying. Yeah, he's simultaneously trying to look uh, like bad and villainous while watering flowers, which I think is uh, pretty hilarious. Uh, uh, creative KV had written a chat. Uh, I think referring back to when they were talking about, oh, that's good that they hired a variety of people for this. Mm. Uh, he, he wrote, "I take back my complimentary comment from earlier." <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we are here to make fun of this book, uh, but good good for those ladies for getting a paycheck back then. All right, so uh, moving on to the next page. Uh, let's see. I actually have uh, yeah. like notes here. Um, so basically, the um, Barbie, like a bar, one of Barbie's friends says, she goes, "Barbie's right, girls. Let's show some model behavior." Eh? Eh? Mm. And uh, and then we have, uh, I guess, an older lady. She shows up, and uh, I guess she's like there. Yeah, she's uh, she's lost her her youthful beauty. <laughs> yeah. What is she so doing now, in, now? She had. Yeah. What is she now doing? She's got to be an administrator. Now she plants seeds of the garden club and <laughs> helps run the show and cries and, herself uh, to sleep about, at night. About when she used to be young and beautiful and had dreams she wanted to reach, <laughs> but she let that pre that sailor impregnate her and then he died off in the war and now she's here single 48 you know wow. planting seeds at a garden club because no button else wants to plant a seed in her anymore but you know what the thing is steve she is still beautiful on the inside and if 
Barbie will help her to realize that she still has something to offer and will uh, find love once again. And then she will be the potted plant being seeded. That's how the story ends, everyone. <laughs> and uh... Uh, Wow. That was way more interesting than the story we're about to read. I feel like for a minute I thought you were going sort of in a Frank Miller direction, but then it just went like god awful depressing uh i don't know but but th- but then at the end everybody like is happy i guess it was like sort of she stein- found love again <laughs> and she finally got to have a second child that's what she wanted all right so enough of your good Her, and- you see steve <laughs> the reason why she was planting seeds of the garden club it that, that was a metaphor for her wanting a seed planted in her steve come on man. wow on. damn this is some kubrick level uh you know yeah Maybe, shit maybe I should I should apply to write the next Barbie book. A m- movie. Screw the books. You should just. Uh, I'm. I'm there's probably going to be a sequel. And uh, but sorry, you're uh, straight male. I don't think it's going to happen, buddy. So uh, anyway, uh, moving... I I, this new Barbie movie. I don't know. It looks pretty good, man. I'm, I'm going to watch. I, it. I was going to ask I, you if you were going to watch it. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I'm intrigued, but like not enough to go to the theater. I mean, if it shows up streaming somewhere, I- I'll take a watch. But uh, Yeah, I probably won't go to the theater just because I hate going to the theater. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I know a few people who are, you know, kind of cynical like you and I when it comes to films. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they said it was good. Like it doesn't take itself seriously. And uh, mm-hmm. that it was it was funny yeah. and creative. All right. Well, we, we shall see. Uh, but for now, speak. Yeah, speaking of creative Barbie media, uh, back to the comic book. <laughs> Yael is, uh, he's had some uh, medicinal help for this episode, <laughs> Wait a minute. everyone. Creative KV just said, John Leguizamo as Ken. I'm going to block him. <laughs> no more John Leguizamo. Oh, man. That would be something else. Okay. Now, for the yeah, love we of... we have a dislike for Leguizamo here. Yeah. All right, so here comes the uh, aforementioned uh, wilted flower, um, the uh, the administrator of the garden club. She says, if the runway's clear, we're ready for takeoff. Oh, Jesus. This is going to be a hard one to get through. So the, she says, Midge is first. And uh, they go, oh, no, Midge is stuck. Yeah, she's stage stuck. And then it shows Midge lifting up her high heel, and she's going, yuck. There's like some slime attached to it or something. And she says, in case you can't get it from the picture, she tells the reader what's going on. This stuff on my shoe looks like, and then Barbie chimes in with, model cement. Right, for model airplanes and cars. Not for us, because they're they're models. And then Barbie goes, oh gosh, now look at Skipper. She's like a Mexican jumping bean. I'm sorry to you, Hell. Am I offending you with that statement? No, 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 Steve. <laughs> I am going to reach out to uh, Lisa and uh, talk it <laughs> Have up. a chat with her. Yeah. Yeah. So Skipper just says, I'm feeling so creepy. And then Midge says, she is wearing a jumpsuit. Oh, God. This is awful. All right. No wonder a spider is creeping on your collar. Ah, help. It's too horrible. I can't look. They're on the floor. They won't bite Midge. They're only dandelions. So what is going on in this? So basically, they're just um, encountering (laughs) all of Gardner's little pranks. Is that what's going on here? These are like the most benign, like, uh, inconveniences. Like, uh, maybe the spider. By the way, are we supposed to believe that he got close enough to put a spider on her, I, so I guess that's just a coincidence. Yeah, but yes, 
yeah, like these are the most minor inconveniences, and they're ready on the next page to be like, well, I was supposed to walk on rose petals, but now there's some dandelions. We gotta cancel the show. <laughs> like, so what? They're uh, I'm showing the Barbie gang here as kind of like a couple of uh, dare I say snowflakes almost or uh, yeah. divas. But the weird if thing is, will. like now suddenly on this next panel. Uh, if you go to the next page, if you haven't already, mm. like they were backstage a second ago, but now they're like talking out on the part of the runway that's in the crowd. No, they were su- they were on the runway the whole time, supposedly. Yeah, yeah. See, the lights are. If you go back to the previous page, there's lights in the background. Uh, Midge with her foot stuck. Yeah, yeah. They're. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought they were backstage. It's they were hard on stage to tell the whole time because all the panels are so uh, tight and there's not a lot of background. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were out on stage. And so, yeah, so if we turn the page, if you're following along with us at home, if you have a copy of Barbie number one, uh, Midge, she's the redhead, she says, I don't want to be a shrieking violet, but I'm supposed to walk on rose petals. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We've got to cancel the show because of all the strange accidents. Worse than that, says the brunette, I can't remember her name, my hymn just ripped. So, why, go- why is her hair like in the shape of like the Ouija triangle, like on a Ouija board? Whoa, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> I, we might have to really uh, d- dive into the symbolism here of what's going on. Like, is, are there demonic forces at play? And Maybe. Uh, we'll have to get to the end, yeah, for sure. And then we get the uh, the fourth panel here with <laughs> another hilarious uh, drawing of Gardner here, backwards hat and all. And he's like, Ooh, will the boss be happy with me? Their fashion show is soon going out of fashion you got you gotta (sighs) love this dialogue and by love i mean absolutely hate it and so in a puff of cigar smoke in the fifth panel here uh, mr cement shows up and he's all how are we doing gardner and gardner is all oh wait till you see mr mint you're a showstopper. Uh, why does everything have to be a pun you hell why Why? i don't know it's terrible um uh, like, uh, I don't know. Like, it's did, did you love puns as a kid or even know any other kids that liked puns this much? No, no. I only started to appreciate them for, like, so bad they're... When I started being into, like, camp, like, so bad they're good yeah. territory. Yeah, well, Creative KB said that this dialogue is perfectly fitted to Steve's entire aura. <laughs> well, uh, I, think, I think it means your delivery. Like, yeah, uh, all right. I'll, uh, I will choose to take that as a compliment. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Steve, you, you can't just keep choosing what is it as a compliment. Choose positivity, you hell. That's the Barbie way. This is, this is Steve's world, and we're just living in it, bro. It's the Obscuraverse. <laughs> yeah, anyways, uh, so on the next page, though, we've got an, one of several ads for a video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve talked about it earlier, The Wrath of the Black Manta. Steve, what's your favorite level in Wrath of Black Manta? I got to be honest, uh, I don't remember, but I did actually play this game and it's a uh, pretty cool uh for those who don't know uh there it's a ninja game i'm sure they were trying to oh is it okay <laughs> i mean <laughs> I couldn't tell from this ad i would have just say funny. for the listeners you, for the you son of a bitch <laughs> oh, okay. who aren't I'm looking sorry. at right it. it's it's not it's not about mantas right it could be about stingrays you don't know you just don't know but yeah you get a this kick-ass uh, ninja like he's taking out basically the whole page and then they explain uh, about the um, uh, the book here, or the book, the video game. 
And then in the tiniest, like, lower right corner is, like, the uh, the actual levels, which, uh, I mean, I remember the graphics being so-so for the time, but did, did you ever play uh, Wrath of the Black Manta? No, I never played it, but I don't appreciate you uh, lying to those who can't see the visuals that Wrath of the Black Manta is actually about the death of Steve Irwin is what the video game is oh. about. <laughs> oh, timely. Oh, well played, sir. Uh, well it's been long enough. But no, no, no. I, I never played this. Uh, in fact, I, I had never even heard of it. And it's weird because it says that it's as seen at the Nintendo World Championships. And I went to the Nintendo World Championships and I do not remember seeing this at all. But, you know, it was a long time ago. I was young. Hopped up on gummy bears. April of 1990, that's when you went? Yeah, yeah. It was like 89 or 90, something like that. Wow. Like, well, well we need to talk about that another time. But, uh, but yeah, okay. so give us your thoughts about the wrath uh, of the Black Manta in the comments, if, <laughs> if you so desire. Yes. Tell, tell us about what the wrath of the Black Manta meant to you uh, and your mother. <laughs> and the ninja in your life. All right, moving yes. on. I sure hope it's another video game ad. Ah, we're back at the story. Oh, boy. No. So uh, so Barbie is convening with her, uh, her girls. She says, are we scaredy cats, girls? And they all go, no. Are, are, are a few accidents going to stop us from helping the Garden Club, which is the most important organization in any young girl's life? So uh, she goes, last one backstage is a rotten eggplant. Uh, have you ever uttered those words to anyone in your entire life? No. And <laughs> why eggplant? Isn't like last one to blah, blah, blah is a rotten egg? Like that's a real saying. Why add eggplant? Well, yeah, I mean, very strange. they don't want to say anything about eggs. They want these girls to have, you know, fertile oh. eggs. Which oh, can, yeah, that's a yeah. good point, Steve. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, so an eggplant also has become, you know, that the eggplant emoji is like a uh, symbol for, you know, something. So that's what they were alluding to in 1990, Steve, when they yes. this came out. Mm, interesting. <laughs> well, I'm just saying were... for, for many years, I... you have, in fact, over decades, the eggplant has always been a fertility symbol is what I'm saying. Well, I, I you know, Lisa a... was a visionary, I suppose. And a phallic I... symbol, if you will. I take, Yes. <laughs> Uh, I take back uh, what I said. Yes, uh, you should. You know, you think about what you said, you toxic male. Anyway, in the <laughs> foreground is Mr. C. Mint uh, yelling at uh, Gardner here. And uh, Gardner is or it's actually he's not yelling at him. He's just he's got like a vein going in his neck. He's got a very uh, J. Jonah Jameson kind of like mm -hmm. persona going, got the cigar. And Gardner is like, uh, I guess they changed their minds, boss. He he. Because in the previous panel, he was like, oh. They're not going to do the show, but here Barbie and her uh, her cohorts here are not going to be deterred. So these grown middle-aged men then sneak into the dressing room of uh, Barbie and her friends. And uh, basically they're like, oh, we only have uh, three minutes to make up girls. And then one of the other girls goes, it's lucky we're not angry with each other, which is a really weird thing to say yeah i agree um, I, I i guess like there's what's a good thing like we all get along well and aren't taking out whatever on each other but yeah very strangely written and then i thought it was funny that the, ne the next line from i think it's barbie that's saying it mm -hmm. says and a good thing that the natural look is in this is kind of weird considering like barbie dolls have like their makeup permanently painted on them right yeah indeed indeed uh and then uh mr cement says in in response to Barbie's remark there, 
They'll wish their ridiculous look was in when we get through with their wardrobe. So basically, again, these grown middle-aged men are going to rifle um, through the women's clothing. Um, so, oh, oh, thank God. Another video game ad for Gargoyle's Quest for the Game Boy. What's your favorite level of Gargoyle's Quest for the Game Boy? Um, I don't remember my favorite level, but I did play this game, and I think I enjoyed it, if mm-hmm. I remember Is uh, Gargoyle's Quest in any relation to Demon's Quest? Um, yeah, because that's like part of the Ghouls and Goblins, Ghouls and Ghosts uh, universe, right? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't because I'm pretty sure because I'm pretty sure this is like an offshoot the whole like Ghouls and Goblins franchise by Capcom. Mm-hmm. This is a Capcom game too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm and I think Demon's Quest does as well. That's like on the Genesis, right? Uh, the the Demon's Quest is a Super Nintendo game. Oh, okay, um, if I, I remember correctly. Well, I'll I'll Google it here and um, <laughs> well we'll see. But uh, yeah, anyways, I, I remember liking it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Demon's Quest is another Capcom game. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's part of Gargoyle's Quest. Uh, indeed, it says right here. Uh, basically, there's characters in it, enemies from Go- Ghost and Goblins, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, following Gargoyle's Quest and Gargoyle's Quest Two. So yeah, it's it's all it's all related. Nice. All right. Well, I'm. That's funny because I played Wrath of Black Manta. You played this. This is. It's like this. Barbie number one was like tailored to a couple of guys who were gonna make fun of it. So they purposely inserted these video game ads so we wouldn't be too bored. <laughs> yes. Yes. In fact, in this game, I think you play as an enemy. Like yeah, yeah. It says right here you play as Firebrand. Mm-hmm. Um, the and, gargoyle. Uh, you play as the gargoyle. Yeah. Though, right? and, yeah. yeah, and you play as him in Demon's uh, Crest as well. Uh, well, stay tuned. But he's an enemy in Ghosts and Goblins. So anyways, we, nice. we can talk about the Ghosts and Goblins cinematic universe some other time. <laughs> we should talk about Gargoyles someday, but uh, that's uh, that's another pod. All right. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be there all day on the Star Trek connections on Gargoyles. Oh, that's true. That's true. So, so um, now, uh, unfortunately, we turn the page and we're back with Barbie number one. And... Uh, <laughs> I guess uh, Mr. C. Mint and Gardner are ins- inside the the, uh, the dressing room, and they're saying, uh, how do you think Christie's top will look with Midge's bottoms? On you, boss? Whoa. Great. <laughs> <laughs> that, that actually was kind of funny. Yeah, well, Bart, uh, Gardner here just admitted that he wants to see his boss wearing women's clothing. Uh, and, yeah, I will say this was the one that actually made me chuckle. Uh, and it's yeah, also- That was very unexpected. Possibly the most problematic. I, I don't know. Uh, you be the judge, <laughs> listeners. Uh, so moving on, Mr. Cement says, Not me, you idiot. Help me mix up these outfits. Time to get... Oh, and then uh, outside the door, Time to get dressed, ladies. And Gardner's all, Somebody's coming, boss. So, man, that's a weird panel. They're like, uh, you see their silhouettes, and behind them is just like, it looked like someone took pink magic marker and drew on the background. Um, I was thinking Pepto-Bismol. Yeah, even better, even better. So they basically run out of the uh, the wardrobe dressing room area. Um, Barbie and her friends show up, and Barbie says, I'm glad we're quick change artists. Oh, God. And Midge says, I guess it comes from years as a cashier, and it's actually written, tee-hee. <laughs> uh, and then we move on to the next panel. And the girls, since they didn't bother to uh, look as they put on the clothes, 
they realize that all their outfits are mixed up because in this comic book, Barbie's friends are not smart enough to, I guess, match up like which tops go with which bottoms. I, th- now that's what the writers and the creators here are saying, not me. Uh, and they're going, oh no, our outfits are mixed up. Teresa's right. I was wearing stripes. And now Midge goes, and now I am. And uh, the, uh, one of the other ones says, uh, this is the last straw, Barbie. And Skipper says, we've got to cancel the show now. Like, it's over, right? Hell, they can't just, you know, remix yeah. up the, the outfits, right? It's do- they're done Absolutely. for. Absolutely. And they were kind of complaining in the first panel about what they looked like, too. So it's not, not like they really even liked these outfits that I guess were chosen for them. Um, funny enough, Creative KB had written... In the chat that Pepto tastes like melted doll plastic, coincidentally. Mm. So yeah, yeah, maybe maybe there's some cross branding going on. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> all right, all right. Turning the page, and uh, Barbie, uh, ever the voice of reason, she says, "Wait a minute, girls. We've lost sight of one thing. We all look great." Skipper yeah, says, we, we girls. We forgot how vain we are. We forgot how hot we are. We can do anything. We can post up like a single Instagram video of ourselves and get millions of views. Meanwhile, podcasts like Obscurity Now only get like 10 to 15 if they're lucky. But uh, anyway, uh, so yeah. Do you really think so, Barbie? Says Skipper. Well, there's one way to find out, girls. Let's start the show. And they all go, hooray. And so the last panel here is uh, Barbie and her friends walking the runway. And uh, Barbie's got the mic, and she's uh, addressing the crowd, which I would say is not something that models normally do. Not that I am a fashion show expert. But anyway, she says, Thanks for coming to our fall mix-and-match fashion show to benefit our park. We have lots of surprises in our parade of fashion. And uh, I love the remarks from the audience here. They, They go, Beautiful. Bravo. What an idea! <laughs> and uh, and in the foreground we get a gardener here. I, he just he's always looking over his shoulder for some reason. It's almost like they did the Rob Liefeld Youngblood cut and paste method with him that they mm-hmm. did from Youngblood number one. And uh, so gardener says, "Looks like they got your goat, Mister Mint." And Mister Mint says, "Maybe this time, but when I turn this town into a shopping mall, they'll pave." For this, huh? <sighs> you had to end it on like the the cringiest pun, and like yeah, and that's basically the yeah. end of the story. Any thoughts on uh, on the last page here of uh, of this story? Oh, just it's so stupid, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's so dumb. Barbie's cutting a promo like it's WWE <laughs> SmackDown, yeah. You know? We we've got the classic uh, goon that loves seeing his boss kind of get you know the short end mm-hmm. of the stick, even though that's his right. boss. Uh, yeah, pretty lame. Pretty lame. Do you think uh, <laughs> I was? I thought that possibly Mister Mint and Gardner were maybe caricatures of someone who like uh, worked in like the Marvel Comics office. Uh, for some reason, they just uh, they have such a different look compared to like Barbie and her friends. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think they. I think they were just trying to make them look you know, villainous. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, Creative Cat KV in the in the chat wrote that the letterer must have been an excruciating. Oh yeah, pain. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So, uh, uh, you ready to uh, render a vertical? Whoa, whoa, one, whoa! Let's uh, let's take a look at some of the other video game ads, shall we? Uh, oh, that's right, that's right. And, there's a few more. Uh, and there's ads. some other uh, pretty hilarious. I mean, we can just sort of uh, like on the next page is it says looking good and feeling good. How to do the Barbie walk. Uh, apparently there's a spe like basically they're encouraged I guess they're trying to say that they're encouraging physical fitness by telling little girls to go out and walk like Barbie does but they probably shouldn't be dressing like Barbie <laughs> at least how she is in this yeah. Yeah, pretty pretty skimpy um, but uh, any thoughts on that or shall we just uh, move on no, what a waste. Yeah. Of well, that's <laughs> trees died. Right. For this I mean, one. as we said back when we covered like uh, Alf, I mean, these were all just basically commercials for, uh, you know, whatever, you know, licensed tie in. And so, yeah, they're just filling up pages. Really, it's all about the cover. So kids could go into a to a uh, comic shop and be like, hey, look, it's Barbie. This is reminding me to buy Barbie or hey, look, it's Alf. This is reminding me to watch Alf. But uh, anyway, yeah. So then there's like another sort of activity page, like suggesting that uh, girls throw a funny fashion dress up party. Like the caption say, you know, ask your, your mom if you can like wear some of her old wacky clothes, like skippers here wearing bell bottoms. One of the other girls is dressed up like a flapper, like uh, whatever, it is what it is. And then now we get a ad like, Mom, can I wear your clothes from the Raging 20s, the Roaring 20s? Like, how old is this girl's mom? <laughs> and Creative KB says, real men don't need reminders. Oh, you got that right, brother. Uh, and uh, Smoke Monster is here. Uh, wrote her mom is 100 years old. Thanks for joining. Yes, I just uh, discovered on Smoke Monster's Twitter that he's a, a fellow bass player. Um, so that's a... Uh, Oh yes, I, I never knew that. So we'll we'll have to discuss that someday uh, offline on on uh, bass players now, uh, which is a podcast that I will probably never start up. Um, so uh, so yeah, now we are saved from Barbie thanks to another Capcom ad for Street mm -hmm. Fighter 2010: The Final Fight. Did this game even? Yeah, this is the last Street Fighter game they ever made. <laughs> Did this even get released? Like this obviously has nothing <laughs> yeah, to do yeah, yeah. with like Street Fighter. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I played this uh, a few times. Is it um, is it just a beat 'em up? Yeah, from what I remember, it's a beat 'em up. Uh, I can't remember exactly why. I, I think it had like a different name in Japan, mm. and then it got renamed this here. I don't remember exactly, but obviously this was not the next proper sequel to uh, Street Fighter, the the fighting game series. But you know, uh, it, it it did predict uh, 2010 very accurately, where we. Uh, fight hordes of goons and jungles uh <laughs> you remember that 13 years ago steve oh man those are the that? days i was almost drafted into that silver outfits <laughs> i do wear a, yeah, a you silver were... outfit from time to time i'll admit it yeah well i was drafted into the final fight in 2010. <laughs> but, uh... i like so this basically combines two of their games it's street fighter and final fight like mixed together well, just in the right, names, right. I mean, because I mean, even if you like read the little blurb here, it's like you're fighting interplanetary characters. Yeah, but you know? yeah, so, but what I'm it's like a yeah, but what I'm saying, story. this is probably a completely different game, and the marketing geniuses were like, how are we going to get people to play this that has nothing to do with either of those things, and they combine two popular names into and put it for one lame game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. 
Yes. All right, okay. moving on. Um, now, Barbie and Dirty yeah, Dancing. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's yeah. Weird. This uh, one actually <laughs> is you know is a story. Barbie's on a cruise, and there's another sort of member of the Barbie crew here. I guess it's Skipper's friend Courtney, and she's a klutz. And basically, they get uh, um, like they're gonna go out dancing. Uh, Courtney is just such a klutz that she's not having a good time. They get Ken to dance with her, and oh, oh, thank goodness, we're saved by an ad for um, Marvel cards. Uh, so, if you're like an eight-year-old girl and you're reading about um, about Barbie, luckily there's plenty of ads here for video games and superhero cards. If uh, you know, if you get bored, uh, did you ever collect any of these? Well, I mean, it's it's not it's not like you know little girls weren't playing video games in the nineties. Oh, I'm not saying uh, that they weren't. In fact, I knew. But it is weird that they went with these like kind of traditionally hyper masculine um, game titles, mm -hmm. you know, instead of something more general, right. like a platformer or Even something like that, that has more of a general Barbie appeal. video game, right? Or like a, well, yeah, a Barbie video game. I don't know. I don't know if there were any out on NES at the time or whatever, but uh, I speculate that at the time, since uh, Marvel Comics was mostly geared towards uh, young boys, that they didn't even have any other ads to put in here but these. That's uh, just my hypothesis. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it could very well be that. Mm -hmm. Sure. But uh, yeah, I used to collect uh, this. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of different variants and a bunch of different sets mm -hmm. of Marvel trading cards over the years, but I, I had this whole mm -hmm. set. Ooh, 162 trading cards. Uh, you don't still have them, do you? No, I wish mm, I did. How disappointing. All right. So uh, Smoke Monster wrote that Alexander, our, our mutual friend Alex, is really into Barbie games. And I could see that, actually. Barbie's Horse Adventure. It's a classic. Um, but I've never actually played it. Uh, but anyway, moving on. Uh, basically, uh, everything turns out for the best. Ken dances with Teresa. And uh, yeah, Barbie shows some kind of weird dance at the end that the little girls can do if they want to. And that's the end of that story. Um, a big surprise. There's a lot of cringy puns throughout this one. Uh, <laughs> read it if you want. Um, and uh, yeah, that's basically that story. For some reason, it ends with a uh, postcard of um, Barbie suggesting that uh, she's aware the biggest question is what's to eat coconut cream pies coconut pizza or coconut ice cream <laughs> funny stuff funny um, stuff all right yeah she's like she's like what should i throw up after yeah. i eat it? um <laughs> we have uh jt vega in the chat asking barbie comics we are covering a barbie comic we're just about done though <laughs> here but steve what's on the next page after, well all right uh, after, after reading this very uh <laughs> You know, sort of feminine story about a, a young klutzy woman, you know, getting to have a nice dance. Uh, what do we have? Basketball cards. High five. Fleer basketball cards. <laughs> score big again in 1990. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm much more interested in the video game ads than I am with basketball cards. So here they are. Uh, you don't have any. Yeah. Uh, Steve, S Steve, before you leave this page, uh, I can't help but notice that, you know, we've got some some great all-time players here. We've got, like, John mm -hmm. Stockton, Larry mm -hmm. Bird, David Robinson, Michael Jordan, Dennis mm -hmm. Rodman. Uh, and then, of course, we have rookie sensation Pooh Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a guy here named, uh, God, if you're watching this, please maximize it. Uh, the third to last card on the bottom 
His name is Pooh, P-O-O-H, Richardson. I've never heard of this guy. Everybody else I'm familiar with. It's got to uh, be a, a nickname, I would hope. Maybe his like real name is... It might be his, his real, real name. name is probably Winnie, but they call him like Pooh just to get on his nerves. Basically, it's like a little. It's a ribbing. It's a good. Hey, who, 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 like Fleer is, is trying to get on his nerve. The, the car company. No, I mean the uh, his teammates. They're like, huh? Your name is Winnie. Ha! Huh, forget that, bro. We're calling you Pooh. Pooh Richardson. Yeah, that sounds good. Oh my god. <laughs> That's well. I'm gonna find out about this Pooh Richardson. Um... All right, you're right. It's a nickname. His name is Jerome Pooh. I like my uh, my version better, but um, yeah. Well, he had ten seasons, so uh, you know, hey, in the NBA, so yeah, good for him. Pretty yeah, successful, indeed. So I think this is like the last Barbie story here. She goes to a fashion designer and to talk about designing her clothes or something. I think this one was probably the most boring of all, or at least at this point, I was getting so bored reading this comic that. Oh, at this yeah. point, <laughs> you were you you were in until. The well, year. I was. Uh, I mean, I was just sort of marveling at the cringy puns at first, and you know, right, reveling, right. reveling in the so bad it's good. At this point, it just becomes uh, a little too much. Um, but at least it's uh, you know encouraging girls to, if they want to, they can pursue uh, a, a career in fashion design. And like this character here, the the fashion design lady, she says what she has to do, like to go to fashion school blah 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 so you know if you are a young steve what is her degree in though specifically she's holding up in this panel uh or what school specifically oh she she went to to the fashion school of technology i i I think i remember (laughs) me personally i went to the fashion school of medicine Mm -hmm. personally if you if you think that's uh, funny uh later in one of the earlier books um or stories they went to an amusement park that's simply called amusement park. And uh, yeah, so a lot of thought went into writing these stories. And I dare anyone else to say, if you say otherwise, you're a misogynist racist. You yeah. Know, so. Well, I, I definitely, when I saw Fashion School of Technology on the, um, the degree, I definitely got uh, vibes similar to, I went to Harvard, Yale, and... What, Harvard what College Yale, A's. yeah, Harvard College Yale, yeah. Garth yeah. Marenghi's Dark Place. If you don't know what we're talking about, check it out. You won't be disappointed. Uh, so, all right. God, I forgot there was one. This was the story about, like, Barbie losing her dog. And, yeah, this is, where, this is the panel here uh, where they go to the amusement park, which is called Amusement Park. Uh, and there's, yeah, that's uh, basically all you need to know. They're chasing the dog to the amusement park. She jumps on stuff. There's some, uh, the dog here jumps on a carousel. Like, uh, there's a horse here Mm -hmm. and Ken goes, Sparky, quit horsing around. Eh? Eh? Comedy? Clearly, you're not familiar with comedy. (laughs) For a minute, I thought you froze. (laughs) (laughs) For a minute, I thought I was on a, I was watching an episode of, um, Big Bang. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a, that's a burn. So uh, I do like this uh, checklist here of um, other licensed tie-in comics on the next page. You got uh, Count Ducula, Heathcliff, and um, there's not pictured are uh, Mighty Mouse and the other Alf, uh, as I said, Alf and Barbie Fashion. Mm. Uh, we got to read this Heathcliff comic someday. I want to know why Heathcliff has a chainsaw. 
chainsaw. It looks like he's about to murder uh, the Yeah, it looks family. like Snuffy Smith, which is a comic strip that probably not a lot of people know. But uh, anyway, we're almost done here, ladies and gentlemen. I swear um, they're still chasing the dog through the carousel or through the park. Then we get an ad for football cards because, again, that's uh, – no, these aren't cards. These are like books. No, these guys in the and NFL. I guess I should have actually read it. Yes. Yeah, wow. It says new NFL pro set collect the books are eight pages <laughs> of pictures, stats, and personal information uh, about your favorite NFL players. Getting to know the NFL has never been this painless. No fear. <laughs> but uh, no fear. Well done. Wow. Eight, I don't know the balls to call eight pages of books. Yeah, I, I feel like these would show up in the uh, the book fair, like uh, in elementary school, possibly. Oh yeah, this is definitely a book it. Yeah, right, fairs, right next uh, to the to the martial material. arts books and like the uh, monster truck mm-hmm. books. But uh, anyway. Yeah, and 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 the Pooh Richardson biography, <laughs> unauthorized. Someone's got to make a uh, Pooh Richardson biopic. Um, but uh, yeah. but here I do think it's interesting. We turn the page and there's another one of those silhouette panels with the uh, the Pepto Bismol coloring in the background. And there's even a ele- little stuffed elephant over here. I guess that's the typical bar supposed to be the typical Barbie pink um, that they. Uh, right. Yeah. I, I think they, that's why there's so much pink in here. They're just trying to use right. Pink. And yeah, so they go up uh, the roller coaster because the dog jumps in a, um, a roller coaster car. I mean, clearly that dog could easily fall to its death, but hey, this is the Barbie world where nothing bad ever happens. And, um, and of course, I'm just going to read the last lines here. And Ken says, how can a poodle have a stuffed animal for a friend, Barbie? Barbie says, why not? After all, he is a toy poodle. Kill me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The- <laughs> And uh, I just feel bad that we'll never, well, I'll never get around to reading the next issue, which features Cowabunga Barbie. And I, well, the next issue I, I did look into it because I was really? curious. And she, yes, she, she is. Yeah. She gets eaten by. A I just assumed that she uh, would encounter the surf Nazis, the ones who must die from the movie that you hate so uh, much. And she would show them the error of their ways. And, uh, you know, I would rather read another Barbie comic book. Oh, fuck movie. you, man. It's not that bad. <laughs> Jesus. At least for the soundtrack. Oh, God. Anyway, see our Surf Nazis episode. If, see if you agree or not. And uh, you can write a letter. To, to, quote, to quote the critic, it's oh, All right. I'll give you points for quoting the critic at least. But anyway, that is Barbie number one, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, we get another one last video game ad here. But this isn't a video game. It is a peripheral, uh, or peripheral, did I say that right? <laughs> peripheral? Uh, the laser scope. What do you know about the laser scope there, uh, wrestling with gaming? Um, it works no matter what you yell. <laughs> you don't have to yell specifically fire. It's just, once it hears a sound l- loud enough, um, it's ready to fire. Uh, I never used mm. one of these, um, but I've, from what I understand, it's it's not Yeah, that great. none of them ever were, right? It's, I mean... You just need a controller. And the zapper, though. I enjoyed the zapper, for sure. No, the zapper yes. worked. I mean, if you if you get the Power Glove set up correctly <laughs> and you use, like, a Power Glove-specific game, it can be fun. I but mm, I think those those are bold you know, words. It's very difficult to get it set up. Yeah. 
Well, all right, that is uh, Barbie number one, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, oh yeah, I guess we should render a verdict. You you ready? You ready, buddy? Oh, oh are you yeah, sure you don't yeah. want to think about yeah, it? Because this is this one's gonna take some time. Mm, I'm all good. Right, all right, here's uh, this bumper. All right, and let me uh, get it back to the to the cover so we can. Uh... All right. Uh, Yehel Velasquez, do you think Barbie number one, <laughs> that's right, not Barbie fashion, Barbie number one, uh, should be remembered for all of, uh, eternity or tossed into the dollar bin of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Uh, obviously I'm going to go with, uh, obliterate it, uh, for all the reasons we've already mentioned, terrible, cringy, I don't see how anyone at any age or any gender could find this enjoyable. Mm -hmm. uh, what say you, Steve? Well, I mean, aside from a couple of dudes making, you know, trying to make jokes from this book, yeah, I, I don't see much value in it. Uh, yeah, it's just a commercial to remind kids to go buy uh, Barbie dolls. It's uh, not funny. Um, it's pretty poorly written. I mean, the art isn't the worst thing in the world, but uh, my God, yeah, it uh, deserves to be obliterated. So uh, here we go. Goodbye, Barbie number one. The heathens have spoken. You are obliterated. All right. Wow. Wow. That was something else. Let's see. Created KB says, I'd rather turn into cheap plastic than read another issue. Mm, that's that's a, that's a good um, review right there, I'd say. But, uh, well, that's pretty much our show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you happen to have backed uh, Escape to Earth uh, number two on Kickstarter, all the physical orders have been sent out. Uh, if you didn't get yours, uh, let me know, and uh, we'll work it out from there. And uh, stay tuned. Issue number three is right around the corner. Anything going on in your world that you wish to talk about, Mr. Velasquez? Uh, no, I'm looking forward to the Barbie crossover with your comic book <laughs> Escape to Earth. Uh, should be uh, good. I think uh, my female protagonist could easily take uh, Barbie and her friends if, you know, they can't even take a spider or what was it? Dan? Well, it's a good thing that they're not fighting uh, or whatever Barbie said. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, there are four of them, though. So it would take a little bit uh, more time for her to. Yeah. But anyway, that's uh, that's another comic book. <laughs> I like how you're running through the actual scenario in your head, Steve. You're like, well, clearly the character <laughs> could obviously. Uh, well, see, stuff. I don't like to say that I'm a writer, you hell, more of a dream weaver, but. Uh... <laughs> uh, dream weaver, yes, yes. <laughs> All right, uh, let us know what you think about Barbie number one in the comments, and uh, please uh, like and subscribe. Um, share this uh, with your friends to let them know whether they should read or not read uh, Barbie number one. And uh, make sure you join us next Sunday as we continue to unearth even more obscure media only on Obscurity Now. We'll see you next Sunday. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. 
And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscure Now.